GM, and welcome to episode 11 of Probably Nothing. We always have to start with our community in Web3, and this week's review is from Better Law. They said, exceptional production quality guests, episode length, and topics. Optimistic vibes overall. Curiosity from TZ and Alexis provides context. If you'd like your review shared to the Probably Nothing community, make sure to leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the last interview episode of season one, and we're finishing with an absolute banger. Evan Keast, aka Tulip, is one of the three co-founders of Doodles, and he came onto the show this week to walk us through why Doodles has been such a successful project. Initially minting at 0.123 ETH, the Doodles project currently has a floor price of 15 ETH, with the largest sale being a Golden Ape Doodle, which sold for 296.96 ETH which was roughly 1.1 million at the time. Alexis and I dive into Tulip's story to learn more about how the Doodles team came together, what is coming next for the project, and why Doodles is not CCO right now. Next week, we have a season review episode with the top clips of the season, and we'll be back with season two in March. As always, don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify, subscribe, and share this on social media to help others learn more about Web3. Feel free to tag me at Tzong and at Alexis Ohanian. So how did you first get into NFTs and what helped you understand them? I first got into NFTs back in 2018. I was working for a media company called Doing Things, which was kind of like an influencer agency for big brands like Tinder and Comedy Central when memes were a really big commodity. I feel like they've started to kind of stop being the most useful way of getting a cheap influencer. That's what I used to see a couple of years ago. But now, you know, the the quality of influencers just increased so great, you know, like fans really connect with their influencer. But yeah, so I was with Doing Things Media and Dapper Labs, which was just forming at the time, Axioms and had just created CryptoKitties and they were looking for somebody to do social media and marketing. So I came on with them. Shortly after I joined CryptoKitties, I hadn't gotten a CryptoKitty yet, but that's when I stumbled upon CryptoPunks. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, I bought a CryptoPunk for $90. Oh my goodness. Oh my yes. goodness. 0.19 ETH. And then get this, I sold it for 0.39. It was $120 at the time. All right. So yeah, that was when I first got into NFTs and working at Dapper Labs and CryptoKitties. Obviously, I got a lot more during that time. You know, OpenSea had just come out. That's where CryptoKitties started to get traded a lot more. When I was working at CryptoKitties, there was a time where there was more marketplace activity just on CryptoKitties than, you know, the marketplace as a whole, which which is just crazy. Dude, um, they, I was at the YC demo day when OpenSea presented. I took their pitch and I was like, gosh, I don't know if NFTs can really be a thing. I totally caught an L for that at Seed. Totally missed it. You know, it's funny, the folks that were around kind of in this 2018 establishing era, like OpenSea, Super Rare, Rarible, mm-hmm. yep. it's crazy to see, you know, the alumni kind of, of this 2018 building phase and where they all are today. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. I feel like so much has rapidly changed in the last two years. So it's great to see. Still have my crypto kitties from, from back then. Yeah. Love the crypto kitties. Just chilling on my wallet. Don't know what they're going to do. 
Don't know what they're gonna they're do. Gonna I mean, they're, they're just I don't there, know what they're gonna a little do. nostalgia. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's an OG status type of thing. <laughs> yeah, it just looks yeah, nice. It definitely is an OG status. Yeah, I have you know I got God's Unchained cards. Oh, yeah. I have Codex records from you know the amount of NFTs that I have from like Sunset projects is hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> You never know if someone will bring them back because we live in a decentralized community future where mm -hmm. people can just come together. It doesn't matter if the creators are here or not, and they can make it a thing again. Yeah, honestly, they're a badge of honor. You were early in NFTs in 2018. How have you seen the NFT world progress or how have you seen your interest in NFTs change over the past few years, especially through multiple crypto winters? I think after, you know, 2018 and kind of that NFT, I would say early or first hype, right? Like in 2018, I saw NFTs in the New York Times, museums were starting to show CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties. And, you know, there was a small group that were taking it seriously. And then there was a big, big winter, you know, 2018, 2019 it really killed a lot of projects. The amount of volume that was going through Super Rare, OpenSea, CryptoKitties, the ones that survived, you know, even some of them, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, they made it out of this because there was just no interest at the time. Right? There was no mainstream consumer interest. There was no retail investor interest. It really just wasn't doing much in terms of NFT land. And I think one of the biggest catalysts was NBA Top Shot. Um, mm -hmm getting into the minds of millions of NBA fans in, in the U.S. and across the world. I think it was one of the major catalysts of that, like, clicking moment, you know, very brand safe, big organization like the NBA is able to create NFTs. It's, it's the first time people really understand, you know, what is an NFT. And then, you know, right after that, early in, in this year, a lot of folks started to rapidly adopt it and you know move over to ethereum blockchain and you're seeing you know board apes and crypto punks and the insane insane amount of money that's coming into nfts i think it's on a rocket ship to complete mainstream adoption in terms of fandom and i don't even really consider nfts to be like a sales mechanism per se but it's like a way to connect and reward fans. And I just think 2022 is going to be absolute domination with NFTs and, and Ethereum and, and crypto in general. Where do you think this goes if, so Coinbase, they're going to spin up their NFT marketplace. More and more projects are going to get launched. There's still going to be, look, there's going to be a ton of noise, right? 99.9% .9 of these things are not going to be around in 10 years. But we're just starting to see, just starting to see talent move from startups over to these types of projects. You're seeing a lot of it in gaming, a lot of like talented from AAA studios or elsewhere game product designers are like, hey, I can take the mechanisms of Kickstarter where I can build a community first, get some people who believe in our vision and come along the way, except now they get some upside if they're right. I keep trying to think of the thing that gets in the way of this and whether it's just people seeking community or distraction or entertainment, this is just the very beginning of something really big. And I'm curious, I mean, you all represent 
especially on the broader Doodles team, like a range of backgrounds and disciplines and experiences from the creative side of the product side, all, all the things, right? That's formidable. It's not just like, here's a profile picture. And I think we've definitely peaked <laughs> with 10K profile pick projects. We'll still see. I look, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to be wrong in a month and someone's going to do something <laughs> very cool and innovative and it'll blow my mind. But what do you think it means now that we've had this first year, we've had these breakouts, but now it's attracted a whole lot of other people who are like bought in and bringing new talents, new discipline and all that to the craft. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I came from like an e-commerce, you know, very web two focused traditional sales funnel. Then I went into, you know, app development, did consulting for like influencers that wanted to get into creating games and apps, you know, then over to Kabam Games, which was mobile gaming. I think with that kind of background and what I've seen in the space is like web two creators, especially people that are in the creator economy, like YouTubers, streamers, musicians, anybody that makes their life off of their creative work is at least taking a look at NFTs. And what we're focused on right now, and I agree with you, a lot of projects that just come out as PFP projects or whatever, a lot of them aren't going to last. These projects are raising a lot of money really, really fast, but you can't just throw money at problems and building businesses is a really hard thing to do. We'll see how a lot of them come out, but what we're focused on is we know Web3 is the next thing in terms of how to make money or, or how to keep a community or a fan, fan base engaged online. I think all the, the signals are, are clear, like Discord, Twitter, the amount of like crypto or NFT engagement right now with people that create on the internet or any kind of creative works, it's just absolutely dominating. And yeah, we just want to, to make sure we show what Web3 is capable of doing for these types of people. So we really just want to build, like we want to build on Web3. We want to show what's possible with smart contracts. We want to show what's possible with decentralized or permissionless features of, of smart contracts. And at the same time, like we think Doodles is poised to be a global brand. So we want to chat with talented folks across Web2 or in e-commerce or TV, film, animation, gaming, and help them figure out what's going on with Web3 and, you know, take their learnings from Web2. Like, how can we build this next thing all together? That's going to raise the ante or up the stakes, or I don't know, the, the metaphor. But like what I love about what, what is happening right now is everyone who pushes us a little further forward because it's such a nascent space basically drops a gauntlet that is now the new standard that you have to at least try to push a little further on. We've only started to see the utility of what these things entail. And we know that what they're capable of is potentially so much more, especially if you can ship product and, and do it consistently and do it at a high quality. At least for Doodles in particular, where do you hope and want that universe to go? Our whole thing is, you know, we respect every project. We know how hard it is to do NFTs. Like you have one shot. If you screw it up, it's there permanently forever. Your collectors could spend $5 million on a sale on a bugged contract. So the stakes are high. So any project that puts something out and, and is successful, they're doing an amazing job. What we're focused on is like, with NFTs, 
typically the next iteration to serve a fan base is to do another drop, right? So you sell your 10,000 collection. Phase two, you know, you have 200,000 fans now. How do we serve those 200,000 fans? So you usually do a second drop, say of 20,000 NFTs. What we're trying to prove is that you don't actually need to sell a new NFT to get a new experience with that NFT moving forward. We want to push the boundaries without always having to sell new NFTs, sell new NFTs, right? Like if the token lives on the blockchain, it should be able to do other stuff. And that's that's what we're trying to do with our first release, which is coming out at some point. <laughs> dun dun dun! You tease. I need to be careful. I don't have uh, I don't have Poopy on the call, so I don't want to reveal too much. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I won't harass you anymore. I think it's going to be very exciting to watch. And Doodles got off to a great start. To your point, right? Very well received. What a hundred million sales volume in one month. And there is something nice aesthetically. I guess full disclosure, I have Doodles. Although it's all in a public <laughs> database, so whatever you can okay. see my wallet. But uh, there's something there's something aesthetically delightful about it, and you know, burnt toast has a you know clearly very talented artist. The floating eyeballs a nice touch, like there's something unique and sort of iconic about it. Ha <laughs> ha, iconic, and it's so, like there was an art vibe to it. But I also feel like, well, okay, what what do you think is what made it resonate with people in the way that it has so far? One of the most important parts of an NFT project getting off the ground, I think, is that initial sale, right? And the reason why we were successful in kind of, you know, the inception into the market, like our launch, was that there was no separation between our team and people that are fans of NFTs. You know, the copy on Twitter, the designs and the animations were done by Scott. And all the product was being done by Jordan Poopy. So kind of our reputation in the space for delivering product is what made some people resonate with us in the beginning. And then I think uh, once we got our animator on board and, and showed kind of how we want to create the doodle world and how quickly we can ship quality animation that obviously has an aesthetic that has been thought about for 15, 20 years, right? He's mm -hmm. been illustrating ever since he was like six, seven years old. I just think that it's authentic. This is our version of the highest quality art with the best products that speaks the most authentically to where the space is at right now. Like we're not selling anything that the NFT space or the Web3 space isn't capable of delivering on, but we're willing to kind of experiment and explore what it is capable of and we're willing to build with those risks involved so i think it's fun like every day and and the community sees it every day we get to attempt to push the space forward which is awesome i'd love to hear the origin story on how the original doodles team kind of came together and the whole planning process around making this really a perfect launch like from from day one, this was destined to be successful. Your brand, your marketing, your social media, your community, all of that. I am really curious on hearing your thought process on how you guys planned all of that out and how you guys came together. Poopy Cat and myself, 
Yeah, we worked at Dapper Labs and CryptoKitties together for about two years. You know, he was product lead for CryptoKitties, which is, you know, one of the most amazing blockchain products of all time. Super nostalgic. It's crazy that CryptoKitties is even nostalgic now, right? Like <laughs> that's how far um, the space has come since then. But that's how Jordan and I, you know, we just became really good friends. And Scott Bert Toast, I've been a fan of his for like four or five years. I just thought all of his illustrations were hilarious. He calls his work happy cynicism. Some of it can get like political or or dark or or hilarious. You know, doodles other than, you know, maybe one or two of the traits is quite all ages or universal. And Scott can kind of, he can go both ways. You know, he can go adult comedy. He can go into cute, lovable. Like his range is just so diverse. So I've always loved his work. I noticed that he was selling NFTs on foundation. So I just like oh. a lot of fans did in early 2021, I scooped up a piece of his work and uh, we started chatting together and we actually worked on a project together. It was like a sticker pack for NFTs. I just love Giphy stickers. So we, we wanted to do a, a sticker pack and yeah, Jordan and I have wanted to do a project that was with a community treasury for a few years. And, you know, at the start of this year, we we're like, okay, yeah, we could, we could probably make it happen. And, yeah, once we got Scott on board, it was about six months to build. So about nine months from conception to release day. We were like super patient, you know, like we knew we could ship like an amazing NFT project. And, and you know, we were seeing everything that was coming out and we're like, okay, you know, we got into October and obviously there was a little bit of a dip in NFTs in, in October into November and, and, you know, luckily December started picking back up, but we wanted to get it out as quickly as possible, but we wanted to put out the best product. So, you know, my background is in brand building and when NFT started kind of booming in, in early 2021, we started creating, you know, communities, Discord communities, like I'm a collector at heart earlier on in this year, like, you know, even without doodles, Jordan and I were just like avid NFT collectors and flippers. And we just love, we love the space. How much preparation did it take you guys to go from the initial team coming together to launch? How many months was that process like? Yeah, so it was about nine months. For about three months, we were working on kind of the front loading, the technical work, you know, how to do a, a community treasury and and you know the art pipeline and things like that and then once we started working on the art it was about six months of refining the traits and and you know building out the characters there's there's a lot of unused characters as well which burnt toast being like such a great artist that he is he just has archives and archives of sketches for the doodles and we think it's going to be kind of a a nice little collectible as well in the future so Nine months is a long time. I mean, it, that explains a lot in your guys' work and your community and your project. I feel like I've seen a lot of people try to ship projects within months because, hey, we're in a bull cycle. How do we get this out the door as fast as possible, right? Yeah. I, I just see a lot of questions about that on Twitter, mm -hmm. which is like, how can we launch sooner than later? And so... How did you guys develop the patience to spend nine months working on this instead of just like, hey, we're going to get this out the door as soon as possible and then iterate as we go? All of us have the ability to, you know, we could have put out 10 PFP projects in a year. And, you know, I know some groups do and things like that. But like Jordan, 
Scott and myself, we've built in, in Web2. Jordan and I have built in Web3 and we've done this stuff a few times. And like, this is really like our passion project, like the culmination of all three of our working careers kind of, you know, coming together in a single project. So we wanted to put out our best work. So, you know, we believe that NFTs and blockchain and crypto and DeFi are going to be here for a while. So we didn't see any rush to get it out the door. Like, yeah, obviously there's a big wave coming in right now and probably a lot of money that could be left on the table. But we're thinking about longevity, not about short-term wins. So we're continuing to be patient. You know, our doodle bank is sitting at just under 1200 ETH. You know, I would love to spend $7 million right now, but we just don't think we have to. We're building product right now, growing the team. And yeah. I love, you just can't help but smile when you say doodle. <laughs> doodle, right? It's just, it's delightful. I, I, love so hearing, uh, I love hearing other people's pronunciations of it as well. Like some people say doodle. Yeah, like a more inflected doodle. Wait, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Doodle. Now, now you're making me really wonder. Doodle. How do you say it, Tiffany? Doodles. 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 Some people, you know, you know the crypto and NFT community. Some people rap about it. Some people create, you know, amazing oh DJ sets with it. Like people are making it robotic mm. and Wow. Yeah. Doodle. <laughs> is is Doodles in uh is Doodles CCO? Doodles is not CCO. How do you guys think about that? Because I see a lot of really, really cool remixes or iterations on top of your guys' artwork yep. on Twitter that are just mm -hmm. incredible. So we have an NFT license for each individual doodle. Doodles like like the overarching brand is not CCO. It really is like Scott's kind of IP, like at the end of the day, the doodles overarching world was his creation. So we're staying away from it for now. This may change as the project goes on, but yeah, we believe that the IP needs to be stewarded at this time. Fair enough. What, what do you think? There are some trade-offs there, obviously, and you can see that between board apes and crypto punks, you have the benefit of burnt toasts sort of vibes, let's say, and his existing community. There are, have been sort of aesthetic forks, I guess you could call it, uh, sort of fan art like Tiffany had, had referenced. How do you balance that where you want to create as much community-driven excitement and support while still you know, maintaining ultimate rights out of respect for the artist? We're trying to protect like the Doodles community at the end of the day. Like mm -hmm. fan art and, and things that come out, you know, Obviously, we, we love that stuff. The only thing that we're concerned about is the amount of scams that are happening in the space right now, um, specifically with like derivative projects that'll, you know, try to lend out the Doodles name, you know, Doodle Apes, Doodle This, Doodle That, Punk Doodles, Punk Ape Doodles, you know. Those are the only things that really concern us. I mean, we're obviously going to protect the brand. And I think the community would appreciate that we want to protect the brand. And... The NFT license that we have for owners is quite robust and we encourage brand partnerships with NFT owners 
if they plan on monetizing their NFT. So we're happy with it right now as we build out the product and continue to develop the brand. It's not something that we wouldn't uh, look at again, essentially. Right on. This is the wild thing. It's all, <laughs> everyone's figuring this out as they go along. We're all making it up and trying to use our best judgment. Exactly. Mm. The one thing about, uh, you know, unlimited commercialization of an individual NFT is it does, or it could potentially benefit a few and not the entire collection. Our thought was, you know, if you're going to do some sort of licensing deal, at least, you know, put some back into the community. Because at the end of the day, the, the community treasury is what's supposed to fund like the broader community product vision. So mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do. But, you know, we're, we're nimble. And, you know, if we have it wrong, we're willing to, to change things up. So, yeah, we're, we're iterating as we go along. So what else can you share about what you guys have planned for uh, this upcoming year? Ooh, I don't want to get in too much trouble, but I will tell you. So, I mean, first and foremost, you know, we want to be a Rockstar Web3 team. So we want our first uh, release since the primary sale to be super epic. So that's what we're really focused on right now. You know, there is a, an animated element. You know, we have promised a new experience without diluting the original collection. So we're going to see something, you know, fairly interesting in terms of NFTs. Alongside that, you're obviously going to see us at South by Southwest, NFT land, a bunch of other events throughout the year. The Doodles love to kind of, you know, show off what we think we're all about, which is just creating amazing art, installations, experiences. So that's what we want to do this year. We have a physical collectibles line coming out, uh, which will be shared uh, in Whoa. more detail. Um, How is it even possible? Whoa. How do you do it? This is going to be uh, Yeah, we're going to be announcing, you know, who we've brought on. We've taken on a few advisors. They're just friends and folks that want to steer us in the right direction. So... Press releases, good times. <laughs> How much of like the Web2 marketing and community building principles or even company building principles are you taking as you're building this very much Web3 company? Yeah, so the way that I approach it is they're just community and business values that aren't restricted to to a specific space. Like we're just trying to, we're just trying to create the best experience for web three consumers that we can possible. That is our entire mission to just create the best product for an industry where, you know, we're going to test some things and does it work? You know, does it work for the consumer? If it doesn't, we're going to do something else in terms of community and how we approach the brand. We want to create things that, people actually enjoy and, and feel like they get a lot of value out of. Where do you see Doodles in, say, five years? Like in terms of what would peak success look like for you guys? Peak success. Um, yeah, we're, we're following our kind of guiding vision that, you know, we want 
doodles to be in mostly every household. So I am following a lot of, you know, inspiration from a brand like Disney or some of these other kind of brands that just like, you know, they do something different. They surprise you. They delight you. That's the whole Disney thing. I just want to see where we can take the brand. And I think it's going to be super exciting. You see it as a mix of both media as well as physical goods and collectibles as well, right? Yeah, like, you know, at, at this time, like, we don't have any plans to, you know, be a media company that includes, like, editorial or, um, like, on that side of the spectrum. But, yeah, we see ourselves as being able to create amazing Web3 experiences and extend that experience across all those different verticals. So, yeah, that, that's, that's how we look at ourselves, and, and that's what we're really pushing towards. I'm I'm excited for the future of Doodles. Me too. Very, very. Excited. Sorry, I was getting distracted by 150 ETH sale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which one? Wow! Congrats. I think it was an ape. Hmm. Well done. Oh, that's a good proxy bet for the <laughs> board ape vibes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are just approaching this very thoughtfully because you guys did work at a at a Web3 company or, I mean, Web2, Web3, Web2.5, whatever you want to call it, and applying a lot of those learnings to building Doodles, which is makes me very bullish on Doodles. Yeah, I mean, you know, working at Dapper Labs, you know, like CryptoKitties, you know, the mascot of CryptoKitties, like, we were, you know, in our minds trying to create, you know, Mario or, or the, you know, the mascot of, of the blockchain or NFTs, right? So, you know, we're kind of applying the same principle. You know, this is a brand that should be synonymous with NFTs. Like, that's the impact that we want to make. We want to make the same impact that CryptoKitties did in 2017, right? Which was shocking. We want to continue that that legacy. So, well, you're certainly on the right track, and I can't help but feel like there's going to be some breakout moment next year. And I know I'm going to be curious to be watching. And it's just a vibe. I don't know what it is. I think it's the color palette. It's the burnt toast art style. It, it, there's something about it. Uh, the aesthetic, the subtle decisions you've made, even and you see it play out. You see it manifest right in the community. You see it manifest in the Discord. You see it manifest on Twitter. Um, there's definitely a there there. So, I'm yeah one of the one happens. of the things that I love about the Doodles is like, you know, NFTs are kind of notoriously a little bit hard to approach, and like some communities can get overbearing. And what we've instilled is just like a zero tolerance, don't be a dick policy. You know, I don't care if you bought a doodle on mint and, you know, you're the smartest person ever. Like we just don't, that's not like what's going to make the space move forward. You know, like we would rather educate and, and teach people, even if you don't own a doodle, like if you want to learn about web three, like you can just come hang out in the discord and watch what people do. Like, you know, our discord is not closed. It's open. Anybody can come and learn. It's, it's, you know, we're just trying to be good stewards of, of what the space, we think what the space is about. 
What other projects or communities inspire you? Ooh, good question. Right now, I would say, who do I want to give that first mention spot? Um, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, no pressure. I'm really curious to see what plays out at Axie Infinity. They, in my opinion, have been the main catalyst behind Play to Earn. And it seems like it's going to be one of the most major discussions of this year with mass adoption, you know, streamers, gamers, people that are working at gaming companies, like, you know, what is this new model of ownership and microtransactions and influencers and, and getting paid for your content? Like Axie Infinity, you know, just in terms of what they build is, is impressive. And I look to them, you know, leading the charge. Definitely interested to see what comes uh, with Coinbase NFT and, and OpenSea. Like, I want to see, you know, what does 22 look like for marketplaces? You know, are things going to change? Is some of that market share going to move to different platforms? Um, I just think it'll be interesting to see. I know a lot of people have comments about OpenSea. I personally think it's fine. Like, I use OpenSea, you know, every day and I like the product, so... Yeah, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what comes out of marketplaces. You know, is Rarible, what are they going to do next? What is Foundation going to do next? What's Super Rare going to be up to? There's so many different things that are going to happen this year that, yeah, my attention's all over the place. Are these like communities that you're actively spending time in or are you mostly just in the Doodles community? Yeah, that's, that's like one of the unfortunate things. Like once you kind of become a founder in a project where I have a very, uh, a very intense commitment to spend all of my time on doodles. So, you know, I love being a collector, you know, I'm in like a hundred plus discords. I don't even know how many, but yeah, unfortunately I can't spend too much time in the communities, but we'll see. Maybe later on in the new year, I can go back to my NFT degeneracy as they call it <laughs> no time to be an nft degen when you're running we are time. all nft degens i know i miss it i miss yeah. it honestly all roads converge to to that mm -hmm. okay so last question if you were stranded on an island what nft would you bring it can be your collection or any nft in the world Good question. Does it need to be a non-fungible token in the traditional sense, or can I use it metaphorically? Uh, a real NFT. A real NFT. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm curious on what your metaphorical right well answer is my, to now. <laughs> my original answer was going to be my non-fungible partner, uh, Fiona. Nice. nice. Yeah. Good so luck. cute. That's nice. Sorry, I had to throw it out there. You know. That's sweet. I appreciate that. Because that's the most important, you know, NFTs are, are fun and they're entertainment, but hey, I would bring the Doodles mascot if the other founders would let me. Otherwise, I would bring my PFP because, you know, that's what you got to do. He looks like a blast to have on an island. He would be pretty fun. Yeah. You might be able to make like a rainbow kind of road out of the, oh. out of the island back to shore. So. <laughs> Those are great picks. Well, uh, thank you so much for the time today, Evan. This was a lot of fun and loved hearing your story on building doodles. No worries. Thank you so much, both of you, for having me on. Really appreciate it. It was awesome to talk to you.